0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Beacons Are Lit, a Lord of the Rings podcast, this one covering the Rings of Power, Season 1, Episode 5, titled Partings. I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and today I'm joined by Matt Garen. Hey there. Stacy Lyons. What's up? And Kelly Conrad. Hello. Yes, the Fellowship is here once again to discuss Lord of the Rings material, particularly this Amazon Prime series, The Rings of power season one episode five partings as i've said before we get to that though i do want to mention last week someone heeded the call answered the call and gave us a review Uh-oh. Week, we lit the beacons <laughs> we sent out the ravens and got nothing So it's looking pretty good for our lone reviewer in getting that uh, Lord of the Rings shirt at the end of this season. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want that person to win or you want to decrease the odds they do and enter yourself, just go to iTunes and rate and review the podcast. Let us know what you think. And you can also email us your thoughts Mm -hmm. at beacons at xroadscomedy.com. Let us know what you're thinking. we've,
1: We've gotten a couple unofficial reviews. An email, Uh, some text, do mm, those count? Yes, any any form of
0: reaching out, any form of communication. At this point, anything is acceptable because we've gotten (laughs) so very little.
2: (laughs) All right, come on, Rohan, answer the call,
0: answer the call. All right, Uh, one quick news from the mark, and that is that season 2 which is official is it's going to happen oh. is going back to New Zealand at least for a bit oh that's good news it was dude. thought that they were done but apparently not so there will be some New Zealand in season 2 of the rings of power
3: oh yeah and we've yeah, been like seeing
0: that. it throughout this throughout the series so far so it would be weird if they just like okay now this is that place and <laughs> they're recasting <laughs> locations It was weird
2: ah uh, they wouldn't go through that much trouble they just cg it
0: yeah it's now on a, a studio lot yeah. <laughs> so is that the seinfeld set back
1: there <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's
1: Numenor. what's the deal <laughs> and that's uh, the fountain <laughs> where the friends play in and also <laughs> where the stranger hit
0: yeah all right first impressions Of season one, episode five, partings. Matt, keep it quick.
2: Yeah, super quick. I think a lot of the same weaknesses are still there, but this maybe did have some of the best scenes in in the show so far, and therefore might be my favorite episode.
0: (laughs) He says as he smokes his pipe. (laughs) Kelly, first impression.
3: Um, keep it short. Keep it short. Uh, I have, (laughs) I'm not doing a very good job. Um, I liked parts of it. I hated parts of it. I thought there were, um, a lot of pacing issues and stalling in this episode. Um, but agreed with Matt that there were some, some really good parts. Oh, Stacy.
1: Um, I appreciated how in this episode, I felt like things were really kind of coming together. I think they, kind of really pieced a few critical things together for me where I feel like, okay, I can see some cohesion now in the show. And I think it's just going to be on the up and up from here. I hope optimistically, I hope.
0: Yeah. Uh, Overall, I liked the episode. Um, Still don't know what the hell is going on with the Numenorean army. Um, We'll talk a little bit more about that. Really enjoyed the Aaron Southlands stuff. Um, and I'll leave it at that. I did enjoy the episode overall. Not without mm-hmm. its faults. All right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start with Numenor once again. Uh, so what the fuck's up with their army? <laughs>
1: guys, I think you're yeah. saying it wrong. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> Numenor. <laughs> Numenor.
4: Got to believe you
1: for real,
0: though, what is up? What's the deal with the Numinati army? That's what i like to know. Are we
2: the size of it? Like how it, or what are you, what are we critiquing uh, It's
0: supposed to, like, that epic, the quote-unquote epic send-off of them sending a bunch of villagers on three ships. It's yes. like three, it, and there's supposed to be yes. 500 men, and then it was, they lost the ship, so either they're all squeezing in under deck, because it looked like there was maybe, like, 75 people across those three, those three ships. And I don't yeah. see this being the great army. So it's it seems like they're all going to go to Middle Earth and get their fucking asses kicked, like, immediately.
3: <laughs> well, not only are there so few of them, but they were like volunteers. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, they don't it was, even have they're not even a, soldiers.
1: It was like a volunteer and also like a lottery process right because the (laughs) sealer didn't get in the first time and so they just took like their best volunteers and then somehow had the army and uniforms to outfit them all, which I imagine this took place in a very short period of time like a day, two days, what do we think Mm. from the time they volunteer to the time they're shipping out, I don't know where they came up with this these outfits
0: everything in this show so far we should assume is over longer periods of time
1: i absolutely don't assume that i'm pretty sure it was 24 hours
2: (laughs) i'm kind of with you it doesn't feel like (laughs) long stretches of time
0: oh no it doesn't feel like that at all i'm saying that it probably is uh that but they're just not doing a great job of showing the passage of 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 time here uh but they also could have had a a Great Numenorian army, and they're just like, We have all that we have all of this stuff. I mean, it's a huge place. So it's quite possible they had a lot of things just laying around and they just had the business quick talent. I don't know. They
3: have some kind of guild, a uh,
1: armor who needs, guild.
3: Who they needs a, a large
1: who needs a medium? Who needs yeah, more horse, can, horse hair? Who needs Galadriel, less horsehair? hair?
2: Gladriel's <laughs> outfit would take like months to to make her pursuit of armor by the uh it fit her perfectly it was definitely tailored for (laughs) it was just laying around some elven
4: yeah
0: they got a ton of people a ton of guilds i can see them doing this in a fairly quick order if it was in fairly quick order i just think that more time has passed than we're probably
4: realizing
2: but yeah like why is it three ships like it doesn't feel uh, epic you're totally right i'm with you
0: yeah the music was grand the The music was was so grand yeah beautiful exactly but the content like what it was trying to tell us didn't match so i feel did, like they're just leading yeah. them to destruction
1: also <laughs> like is it supposed to be that grand of an army like isieldor's father elendir elendil said yeah. like they got more volunteers than they wanted to take in the first place so they're not sending everyone who wants to go and i think it's not even like is it a I, recon? is this supposed to be the great numenorian army because aren't they just doing this to establish This king as king and get the Southlanders to make an army. You know what I mean? Like, does it even need to be that big? But it, you're right, they're treating it like this is like the grandest thing that's happened in a while. And I just I don't it's more shocking to me that there just isn't an army reserve
3: to begin with. Like, why do they need to take volunteers anyway? This like grand place. That's what doesn't make sense to me. It's like, why don't you already have an army?
0: Yeah, it could be the fact that it's for an elf. Sure. Uh, a lot of this is at the urging of Galadriel. Uh, so maybe there's like a uh, another one of those faith king kind of conflicts there. Um, and it could yeah, be the I case think... that maybe the army itself is there. They're just not involved in yeah. things just yet. Uh, and I this is, that's... like Stacy was it's saying, was a, an expedition and not so much an invasion kind of thing. I'm sorry, Matt, go yeah. ahead
2: no I was just I think that is the 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 case because I think the queen regent like in her speech last episode was like some of the effect of like I wouldn't uh I wouldn't ask any of you to go on wage a battle that I wouldn't wage myself and so I am going and who will come with me and so I think it was like her decision to make it a voluntary expedition mm-hmm. which makes sense uh yeah, it's art. also reasonable because she is also <laughs> Uh, to, to risk only, I mean, 500 lives, still so many, but I guess it could be more. But like, they're going at the behest of Galadriel, who is like making so many assumptions about Halbrand and who he is, and none of it's backed up. They don't even talk to Halbrand before, like, yeah, we're going to war and I'm asking for volunteers. I'm like, He's
1: actively saying no in front of <laughs> the queen, and Galadriel's literally <laughs> like, sh-
0: <laughs> it's crazy
1: <laughs> like covering his mouth
0: mama knows best.
1: i'm like queen i'm sorry
2: queen you didn't go to halbron before being like i'm gonna go to war who's coming with me and just like checked just like hey glad says you're the king of the southlands uh and a decent person are you like yeah. have that conversation first
0: you know? and he we learned in this episode that he actively sold her out Right. He, he went yeah. and said, "Hey, just so you know, Galadriel's on this mission to do this thing. So she's going to go over your head, talk to your dad, uh, kind of sneak on up. Uh, that's why she was there in the first place. Which also got him his his guild crest, which is why he can now do some sword forging." Right. So everything.
2: Yeah, that, it's ridiculous. Though. Right. They I- just talked about that. Yeah, they talked about it.
1: Okay. I kind of love how in most shows. It's a lot of men making hasty decisions and not listening to the women. And in this show, it's a lot of women making <laughs> these hasty decisions, and not listening to the men. I really like that representation. I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. That feels yeah. like equality is what it is. Yeah, poor decisions
0: is not limited <laughs> uh, nope. to any gender. Uh, yeah, Halbrand, he's a good forger. Looked like a pretty good sword.
2: Yeah, too good.
0: Too yeah, a
4: little <laughs> too advice. good.
0: <laughs> I would say, yeah, uh, yeah. We're definitely playing that Sauron game with him once again. Um, we're playing it with Adar again.
1: Yeah, and even I keep, I keep thinking. Of, I thought about that a lot this episode because they were really leaning into like his past and his conversation with Galadriel mm-hmm. and him and him forging things. But if he's Sauron. This just this whole episode feels like a waste of time. I loved the dialogue between him and Galadriel and his reluctance to go and his reluctance to be this king and him leaving his necklace with... And I love that. You know, I love a reluctant leader. And if he's really Sauron and his whole point is to go there and this is all like a game, I'm like, ugh, that like negates all of this and I don't like it as much.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is skipping to the end of his storyline where it's one of the most annoying parts of this this episode to me uh, which there are several um, when he has that sigil that his little like coin purse whatever the fuck this thing is um that he that he carries around
3: <laughs> A necklace mike
0: yeah, his, his little his little coin purse
3: his necklace purse neck. a brooch <clears throat> and
0: <laughs> he's sitting in the room he throws it on the counter uh, and then they're like, the queen will see you, and then he's like, oh, oh am I going to go or not? Um, Then he goes, and then they have that dramatic, and he grabs it again. But it was, like, so quick. It would have made much more sense if it was sitting there. We didn't see him playing with it or or doing anything, and they, as he's leaving, they kind of do that that zoom in, and he grabs it. It's just the way that it was edited and set up was really annoying to me because it undercut itself.
2: Yeah. They do that, again, in another... Plotline, which we'll, I'll, I'll call out later too. Yeah, there's a couple just like setting it up and then just like just hitting it real quick. It's like, okay, yeah. well, that I'm was. I'm curious now, was what thinking. was the other one?
4: <laughs> yeah. uh
2: I think it was the setup of like the those hog dogs chasing the Harfoots. Oh, like we see the footprints, and then like three seconds later, it's like, here they are. Like, we barely like all built right, yeah. that tension up at all. Um, yeah. Wasn't as quick, but it it was just another example of like not really living. Like setting something up and just delivering it on it too quick.
0: How'd you feel about the training?
2: Uh, Gladriel uh, jumping in and and training the the noobs, the the volunteers. It was I, I don't know. Like I could tell it was like all right, we just gotta like get some action in here and show Gladriel like doing some cool stuff. But it wasn't terrible. It was it was kind of fun. I liked seeing her dodge the swords. That was cool.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I've seen people online absolutely ripping this scene apart um, for how cliche it is for the yeah. choreography of it. Um, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh,
2: Listen, it was, there's, uh, always uh, fun. there's always going to be some sword psychos critiquing.
3: <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I,
3: I heard that someone brought up this point. Um, this guy on YouTube, I think his channel is called like nerd of the rings. And he was saying he hate, are they hate training montages like this? Because if one thing goes wrong, the like protagonist of the series is like series is dead. <laughs> like if one, if, and I'm like, that's an, I never thought about it that way, but I don't think about Galadriel in that way because Galadriel is basically like a God. So I'm like, yeah, I watched this knowing She's gonna be fine. I I don't actually ever think yeah. she's gonna be harmed. I danger. thought it was fun. They're it saying was... someone
1: might accidentally kill her in a training. Sa-
3: no, they're saying that if someone did, then she'd be she'd be it's dead. So, oh, so yeah, it's
4: but
1: I think yeah, but yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. I my my I had two problems with it. One was that it was it happened primarily in like shops. Like they were like in stores, and I get that they were like they were like using those things to sword fight, but I I couldn't see some of it. And then she like killed that guy, quote unquote, like seven times, and still he got promoted to lieutenant. Like I thought it was going to be one of those things where it was like whoever can draw blood, and she like put her sword to him, and she's like you're out, and someone else is going to pop it. You know what? But he got a lot of chances, and I.
2: I initially thought it was going to be all of them attacker at once, which I would have been. That would have been really cool. Um,
0: mm. But you know, yeah,
4: I'm just, with you. yeah.
1: <laughs> you I don't know. get why he got so be many out. chances He's to make out.
0: lieutenant. Yeah, you're out. Yeah. Come out, you're out. Like, the, uh, <laughs> like the the Nazgul. Yeah. On on Weathertop. Yeah.
3: Maybe yeah. his persistence is what she liked.
2: It's also yeah. it is super cliched. It is also one of the funniest cliches too, because it is like. You're not training them. You're not helping. You're just kind of showing off. Just lecturing <laughs> as she does it.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, and ruined her, mm. her sweater.
3: Her sweater. Right. Her, her cardigan. <laughs> it's chilly in new Numenor.
1: <laughs> her crew neck. Yeah
0: what
3: about
1: yeah uh, she could have just i actually would have liked more her giving like a speech to them about the orcs and like then we could have like really like used dialogue to build tension of like this is what you're about to face you know what i mean like how aragorn is kind of like remember how aragorn is kind of like shouting to his men before helm's deep and he's like show them no mercy they will show you none like that kind of like yeah, you know when you know they're coming and it's gonna happen. Like, let's learn. I don't know. I kind of. I like guess that.
3: I wish it was more of just like a training montage because that's like just such an easy way to build that like epic moment when they're leaving versus yeah, like Galadriel just showing off and clearly like gonna win the situation. It's like just give us a training montage. Yeah, they should have
0: yeah. brought Sam Raimi in just for the training montage, <laughs> oh. just for that. <laughs> because that's what a dream so well yeah. so well uh, i was gonna say what about how you feeling about kevin
1: kevin no kevin 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 i said it. yeah i'm I uh, to kevin last episode
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: What are, what are Kemen we doing with Kevin?
1: Kemen is such a chode. <laughs> I
3: can't stand Kemen. A fucking
2: chode. Get here, Dude, Kemen. Get out of here, Kevin.
3: Get out of here, chode.
2: Waste of fucking screen time this plot is. I don't I, had,
1: I, had, so, I had so I had such boring. high hopes for him and a- Arian, and this episode just immediately yeah. shot at it. To he goes death. to
0: blow up the ships <laughs> and fucks it up. <laughs> is there being a stowaway uh, he's like ready to blow it up in here <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> someone's here <clears throat> <laughs> yeah and then they get into it and he ends up burning it anyway and somehow neither of them turn each other in like it was, it was just a weird way like oh, I saved him it, it blew up on its own there was somebody that was over there and they got away um, and yeah, it's was happening. kind of funky the way that happened
1: yeah, how would no one be like you? You two did this. You two, you sure two blew up these ships. Like, you smell like gasoline. Where's your cloak?
2: You thought, clearly did this. Was it gasoline or was it like? like I have no
1: idea. Lighter fluid. I don't know
2: what it was. Uh, it's <laughs>
1: I thought for yeah. sure
2: it was going to be like Kemen was going to be like he did it. Uh, oh like, yeah,
0: like, absolutely. A
2: uh, seal door or something.
0: That would have been but the more yeah. interesting choice. Just, yeah, but
2: again, this show just, like the, like, the dwarves in the last episode, and then they're all fine. Like, we just keep setting up this <laughs> barrel, and then it's just like, no, it's okay. Nothing really happens. Don't worry. It's fine. Yeah. It's,
4: <laughs> it's all just, just getting
1: so us weird. to the next,
2: the next so thing. next so weird.
1: It was, like jarringly abrupt how quickly that conflict ended like even Isildur's father like looked at him like this is suspicious and then didn't say anything even though two ships exploded
2: and then he's gonna give him a spot on a boat for saving Kemen's life Uh,
4: uh.
3: also like it it took no time for Isildur to swim both of them back to the docks it took I'm like that's they're they're it,
2: island people, they're sea people, they're horse people. So. Island boys.
3: <laughs> they're <laughs> island boys. They swim like little fishies. Yeah, they swim.
0: And he was doing this because Arian is not about this war. She doesn't want to have anybody to have anything to do with it at all. And Kemen is like, Yeah, what well you said. I'll do whatever you want. Uh so they go to Farrazon, and farazon's like. Leave me the fuck alone. Just stop. What are you doing? Um, and he schools him on why he's okay with this. And his deal is that we are going to take this guy to the Southlands. We're going to make him king and he will be indebted to <coughs> excuse me, indebted to us. Mm-hmm. And we will establish colonies there. Because apparently right now they don't have any outposts, Numenorian outposts in right. Middle Earth. Uh, so then they can get this, that, and the other thing and trade and all that um so
2: that Kemen, was cool i liked that attention. i was like that makes sense and it gives like the numenoreans who are in like the lord of the rings this like grant these like grand people ancestors mm-hmm. gives the numenoreans a little bit of like a dark side you know it's like oh no they weren't doing it <laughs> just yeah. out of the goodness of their heart there's an element that's I, just uh, i don't
1: even think that's a dark side it just sounds like good economics like mm-hmm. I don't think that That's that should be that Columbia shouldn't was- even be a I secret. Gotcha. They should literally just be like, "You can be king, and we'd like to trade with you in the future." And he could be like, "Yeah, sure." Like this just feels like it doesn't need to be a seedy under the yeah, table this thing.
4: Backdoor sort yeah, of deal.
1: <laughs> it's literally just trading. Like, oh, and by the way, when you're king, it's good for the, uh, <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah. Everybody wins. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There is an element of
2: well, I don't know. There's an element of like, I, okay, I guess. In a certain sense, because they're killing orcs who are uh, inherently bad and evil in this universe, and so it's okay for them to like have some land and make an outpost. But there is also like a colonialist and em- empire element to it, where it's just like, oh, so you're just going to go over there and exploit the resources so that your people can take them back,
0: you know? Yeah, that's what they. I mean, that's one thing that's true to the books. <laughs> that the Numenoreans did. Yeah, uh, they had constant battles with the men over there. All right, Tar Palantir warns the Queen, if you go there, it's not going to be good for you. It's not going to be good. I see nothing but darkness.
1: Mm. I don't get all these scenes with her dad. I understand them. It's, yeah, it just feels (laughs) random and
2: weird. You've heard talk for the first time this episode, right? I don't remember. Yeah, um,
1: besides some groaning
2: yeah he was given all this weight of like oh wow this is like an emotional moment or we should like take this guy seriously and i'm like i don't know this dude
1: yeah i don't know if he's like seeing visions or if he's just doesn't like it or what i don't get he's seeing
0: seeing visions um why does he have the power
1: to see visions who is he?
0: He asked. He asked very nicely.
1: Oh. <laughs> he
3: said, "Please."
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, well, his name too. itself
0: is Plantier, which uh, one of the breakdowns was like. I mean, we know the Plantiers are seeing stones, um, so that's got, it means something along the like seeing. Oh, far, far sighted. I think it was one of the breakdowns I saw. Um, and one of the things, uh, and I, to my own credit, not that I can prove any of this, um, the breakdown talks about the darkness that he's talking about is probably Mount Doom exploding, right. uh, erupting. Uh, and that is the darkness that is also what Adar is talking about. That He talks about the sun going away. The sun's not literally going to go away. It's going to be blocked out, most likely by the first eruption of Mount Doom, making it easier for the orcs to come above, transform the Southlands into modern-day their modern day. Mordor. Mordor. Mordor.
2: There, there's a lot of prophecies in this show throughout, and a lot of people are very certain of their prophecies. And a lot of the decisions that are being made by the characters around them are based on this certainty that's hard to share with some of these people um, the elves, the Numenorians. Um, although I kind of believe the elves. We'll get to the elf stuff though yeah uh
0: we have the queen after the explosion the queen was wavering and they're just like "Well, we still got three ships um we'll reconvene in the morning i'm not gonna make a decision right now we'll reconvene in the morning talk about this but halbrand better be there
1: <laughs> bring halbrand <laughs> yeah
0: this all hinges around him apparently better show up to at least one meeting one zoom yep.
2: Let's have a scene setting up this other scene that we then don't see, if I'm not mistaken, right? Doesn't <laughs> just... We don't see Halbrand and Galadriel and the Queen Regent have this m- meeting in the morning to decide.
1: No, right? we only no, see Galadriel no. and Halbrand, where she's how like, it. look, I put my reputation on the line. You got to come. And he's like, I don't want to.
0: Yeah, we see that scene and we have that line. Sometimes to find the lights, we must first touch the darkness and then he's like oh yeah what darkness have you seen kelly
4: yeah Shelly, <laughs> that know, was... hard.
0: That was... like, she's been alive for 1500 <laughs> years 2000 years at this point she's seen some darkness just give her the benefit of the doubt
1: i like i really wanted to like this scene and i liked parts of the scene and then i did not like that line and i did not like her turning away to, I don't like that when people turn away to answer you because it works on TV, but it doesn't work if you're imagining them talking to each other. Like I've never yeah. turned my back on someone to answer them and then turned back <laughs> around. It would have just been so much more, more tension and more like dr- drama if they just faced each other the entire conversation. Maybe I'm nitpicking. I'm sorry. No, yeah,
2: it's fine. Uh, there was a weird, weird there was a weird staging and a weird filming of that scene that that did strike me. I don't I don't know if it was exactly that, but there was a weirdness to it. I'm Telling, just I'm dying to hear your thoughts on this dialogue.
3: No, <laughs> I mean, I think this. Uh, I feel like I expressed this before. Maybe it wasn't on the podcast, but I just think a lot of the metaphors in this series are just very like juvenile sounding, and I think there's all the all this mention of light and dark and good and evil it all just feels like very surface level and just kind of saying the same thing over and over so I'm like I'm like sick of the metaphors and I'm sick of all the <laughs> this like this attempted kind of heightened language word play I'm like just say what you, the fuck you mean and like let's move sure. on say what yeah. you' like mean to say yeah but yeah, that one in particular was was like oh my god we know. <laughs>
2: like we've, we've talked dad. about some of the cringy dialogue in the movies too right like there's cringy dialogue in the movies yeah, a little yeah, bit um sure. but and some of it may be cringy in the dialogue that way we don't even talk about but it works because like the performances are so good and i and, I, and sometimes i wonder uh, if, even if, if that's not
0: so much what's that let's not forget the many episodes that we've spent discussing those movies and how bad some of the performances i know i know legolas Legolas, it
1: was legolas we we, got a lot
0: lot of vigo and at at times but lot of that was just because he stepped off the plane and was put to work
3: yeah but i guess we at least vigo's shitty moments are funny Versus, like, the shitty moments in this series are just, like, cringy and, like,
1: Vigo Vico's shitty moments were him figuring out his voice. This was, like, poor writing.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, saying, I don't know. We're,
0: we have 20 years of history with those other movies, and we also spent five years talking about the first two. <laughs>
4: um,
0: so just go back and listen to some of the discussions that we've already had. those those movies because we were we ripped some some things up
2: I suspect you're all of us are right to a degree uh, to be diplomatic about it but I I also think like the movies just have better actors delivering dialogue more like maybe equal dialogue just more often and so like they get away with it more whereas this show has a higher percentage of worse actors we uh, have to
0: get those actors to deliver these lines and put this and really settle this
1: yeah. honestly that, if yeah. you had sean bean talking to frodo and being like uh, borrow me or talking to him being like sometimes to get through what was the line you got to touch sometimes yeah well i mean see the touch darkness. honestly i feel like, yeah. to darkness, some, honestly, yeah, I feel like that would have worked i think that would have worked and i think matt's probably right that it's just better actors and just
2: but also the way it's shot and the way you allow moments to to yeah happen and like there's so
0: much cycles into that yeah i mean i could i could uh concede to that that there are more redeeming qualities surrounding some of the less lesser moments in the movies that make them still pretty damn good um all right so we'll move on uh yeah they're heading off to war halbrand's armored up Aarian sad gladriel got her shiny new armor
1: is she um, just sad because Isildur and her dad are going
0: i think so yeah and that's well, why okay. and her all her buds
3: and because she doesn't support it right right so it's probably a mix of
0: she's she's a she's a hippie she's anti-war she's dove okay <laughs> she doesn't want any parts of it uh Ezeodor is on the ship and he's on stable sweep uh Gladriel, i love that she gets this queen's welcome men elf on board uh, shakes brand's hand in that big moment. The only thing that was missing from this from this cheese, this cheesy cheesy stuff here, and I enjoyed it, was like them embracing, doing the shake, and then like the cr- the crew going,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I love a wartime shake like that. Like I love sure. some wrist on wrist action. Like that always feels very strong. Yeah. Good, like, grab. Good. Yeah, it was. Turn I really. <laughs>
1: I am still I am still waiting, action. waiting for them to hook up. And I think I might be one of the only people still waiting for that to happen.
0: Yeah. If, if, if they're like hooking up, uh they're in bed, she she wakes up and it's just like Sauron's eye.
3: <laughs> just, <in the> eye. <laughs> just a flaming eye. Smoking <laughs> a cigarette. <laughs> or she, you know, she she they tricked like, you.
0: They finish, she goes and she like is at the, the bathroom sink. Lifts up her head, looks in the mirror, and it's just Sauron's eye behind her.
1: <laughs> in a towel. I'm sorry about your brother. But then she turns uh, around, and
0: it's, it's Halbrand again.
2: No. Nah, I was going to say the eyes. Were like, did, did did you did you did you?
4: <laughs> <laughs> it
2: was it was good, right? It was good, pretty good. <laughs>
1: I can change bodies if that... I can, I can pick a different body next time.
0: Mind if I stay? <laughs> <laughs>
4: so,
0: yeah. Uh, and then he said, we head northeast. we well, alas. Yeah!
3: <laughs> Did anyone notice how like the sails on the ship were quite large and like on the side, like they kind of look like wings. And then in the distance they had like that bridge that had like those arches. Yeah. I'm like, can those ships clearance? fit
1: through that bridge? I think I they see did the that
0: bridge if they had a sign that said max, max clearance.
1: <laughs> I think they did that on the way in. They like folded it. They fold it in. Okay. I think so. I thought the same thing though. I was like, just take your dinghy out beyond. Yeah. Load the ships there.
0: All right. Moving on to the Harfoots. How are we feeling? Not
1: bad. Not not bad. To me, come it. to me, to okay. me, oh, that song um, sucked my head. <laughs> I really honestly loved that song with the maps and watching yes. them in like different locations. That felt so good to me. I really loved that.
2: I enjoyed the vibes. I, I think the song... Eh, but like I enjoyed the vibes that it brought, and it was like pleasant. And I was like, this song feels a little Disney and modern, but like I'm going with it because like this is making me happy.
1: It was I really it was liked
0: it but the I... first time through. Uh, I thought it was mm. really dumb. On the second time through, I really enjoyed it.
3: <laughs> you thought the song was dumb.
0: I thought the song was dumb. I thought the way that they the way it was done was dumb. Um, but the second time through, I really I, I it was like a one one eighty. I really enjoyed it.
1: I re- I really really liked it. And I like, it, and I feel like we're getting more, again, like this is one of those, the one of the, one of the few things in the show where we find out more about these characters and this community without so much explanation or like quick dialogue. Like we're even learning more about like Poppy, her mother died, like in the last episode where they're talking about we walk with you or whatever, you saw her tear up when they mentioned someone. And then it's like, sing us the song of your mother. And it's like, we're finding out more about these characters in such a deep way. And I just really like that. feels good. Yeah,
3: I I agree with Stacey. Like, I thought this moment as a whole was kind of necessary. Like, I think we've been waiting for a moment like this with the Harfoots. And yeah, the song, I think, the vibe generally is there but yeah it's like super poppy it's kind of like um an evolution of when Pippin sang his like ballad during the Osciliath montage mind you I think that was like that was like <laughs> Tolkien <laughs> yeah he had like a to he had like a Christina Aguilera <laughs> moment <laughs>
2: Why is he holding (laughs) headphones
3: to his ear? Just make sure that note is... (laughs) 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 Nice. Yeah, that's what it feels like. And I feel like this is like an evolution. It wasn't that poppy, but it was like, it was structured in a way that was so like clean. The like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. And I think that's what made it feel like very contemporary. But generally, I thought this was a really, really nice, sequence
0: Why should your songs not be fit for my halls
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love yeah. yeah I loved the song but I do mm-hmm. love good pop radio so I didn't think too much about it
0: yeah they go through
1: I hope Carly Rock. Ray Jepsen does a cover for the end credits at some point you know
0: call playing. me Harfoots uh they apparently Rockfoot pass is blocked in so they go through what uh, is like these creepy creepy woods uh and there are wolves and you have this this is one of the uh things about the harfoots that's so like contradictory nobody walks alone but they are so quick to just leave people behind (laughs)
4: like like, hey
0: these woods haven't been disappeared in a while it's gotta be them take their wheels and leave these bitches (laughs) like it's (laughs) terrible
1: (laughs) So, <laughs> they are a brutal people. They really mm-hmm. are, yeah. but that's how they've survived for thousands of years.
0: Yeah, the woods have, have uh, are bare, and they're blaming the stranger. Take the wheels and leave them, and then you have that one who's like pulling off these. What um, it's like some sort of mushrooms, fungus, like tree mushrooms, yeah, tree puzzles, um, and Psst. then the stranger saves them from the wolves
1: and gets hurt. It's hurt. It's really bruised. Bangs. Bangs up. He gets hot. Contusions. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, At first it looks like he like he throws the wolf and then he like takes a karate stance.
4: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He went full Cobra
1: Kai. Like he's going to like punch the wolf in the face. I'm like waiting for that moment.
2: He pointed his toe and he dragged a circle, a semicircle. (laughs) (laughs) Across this.
1: He ties like a uh, a cloth around his Good. eyes, so he could just feel mm-hmm. with the senses where the wolves were coming from. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it wasn't Wolf. a
1: thing on his arm.
2: So that was he got bruised throwing the the dog, whatever. No, he,
1: he got bruised slamming <laughs>
0: dog. his arm to the ground.
1: Like he slammed his arm on the ground, and then the like force fielded them back, and then his arm yeah. was all like purple. Yeah.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. and he looked surprised by that too. Like, right?
2: What? How, That's what I couldn't figure out. I was like. Did that just just happen or or yeah, I guess that makes sense.
0: Yeah. The one breakdown I saw uh described it as he reacted as if he was a wizard, realizing that he's now in a mortal body and right. is fragile. Yeah, that's is more fragile. Um sorry. yeah,
1: he goes into cryotherapy. <laughs> <laughs> Take he takes an ice bath. He's a little sore. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um
1: I, it, yeah, I guess that makes sense, but then I also don't know how to rectify that with him being confused about the fireflies dying. And like, does he understand awful. he has power or does he not understand he has power? Is he confused by the way his power is on earth? Is it different in where he's from? I don't really get what his confusion yeah. is, but We're learning.
3: We're yeah, learning I'm learning along more.
1: with him. I don't really have problems with it. I just am wondering. I
3: find it to be kind of arduous, like in general, I think these kinds of dynamics really irritate me to kind of just watch someone like come into their own and come into this knowledge. I'm like, oh, my God, just like, no, already. (laughs) Um, I think in general, this Harfoot storyline in this episode really bothered me because I felt like they were cutting, right when something got interesting, they cut away to a different storyline. And I'm like, holy shit, just like let this Harfoot storyline breathe a little bit. And I felt that like, we didn't have enough time with the Harfoots and we had way much t- way too much time in Numenor. Like that seemed very, um, that was very off to me. So I, I wanted more, I wanted more Harfoot.
4: Yeah,
2: same. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Um... Yeah, I'm also kind of with you on the, like, it being a little arduous. Like, I do kind of want Gandalf to just be figured (laughs) out or whatever. Matt doesn't (laughs) like
1: children, people figuring things out, (laughs) anything that's helpless. (laughs) Dude, Uh, I don't either. I don't like those things either.
2: (laughs) No, Uh, but I do. It is okay. Like, I still am more interested in The Stranger uh, uh, than some of the other characters, and I would rather watch... The Stranger and the, and the Harfoots than some of the other plot lines for sure. But Although, uh, on it being just a little bit like, okay, just like progress more already. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, there were some like really abrupt things in this, I think more than some other episodes and especially like what was with those people finding where his body landed and looking at the camera, oh, super God. creepy. And then it never came back to it again. That's all we got from that. That's it.
0: I hated that. That was yeah.
1: weird. Just I put it in the next episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I thought the placement of it was weird. Um, yeah. but as far as it was scene... like s-
1: someone left it in by accident, they cut all the other parts out, and then they were like, shoot, we let we forgot oh, one.
0: Got the move the trimmer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: That's how they edit these things these days. <laughs>
0: it's all on one timeline. Um pinnacle you studios. Wait,
2: you you liked you liked uh, old blue eyes, Mike. You said
0: uh before we get to that, uh, I just want to wrap up uh, the the other storyline here. So, yeah, he goes into the cryo bath, and he has the healing ice going up his arm, freezing everything, I guess getting it back to zero. And Nori is trying to get his attention, saying that I think that they're heading off or whatever, and uh, she kind of grabs him and is immediately caught into the uh, the ice And as it kind of lets up. It just kind of throws her, throws her back, and she gets a little shaken up. She looks a little shook because he goes yeah. to be like, "Hey, what's going on?" And she's like,
3: <laughs> "Well, why would away. you touch that?" Yeah, like don't touch that. It doesn't look welcoming or it safe. Looks unnatural. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. is she sub- I guess that she's a young girl and she's figuring out I shouldn't be so critical. I just don't get why she's so surprised. She's seen him do magic now on a couple of occasions. Like, is she surprised that he hurt her or like it's kids. (laughs) these kids Kids are idiots I have a lot more patience for these storylines I think than you do you guys would honestly hate my children because they just don't know shit
4: I (laughs) I think some of it
0: goes back to their conversation earlier we're talking about him being dangerous him being a peril and she's like no those things you did were an accident they were an absolute accident this could be viewed from her point of view as like on purpose like he, he her. did this to her. Right. Um, so that could be what's going on on there. So next episode is going to be probably trying to regain trust sort of deal. But the way that he left it was pretty ominous uh, where he's standing there. And then you have the trees that are kind of like dark music and swaying Folding in a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I like that. So again, they keep throwing some darkness into this, this character, which I enjoy. It makes it a little bit more. Uh, scary. To- a little more scary. <laughs> A little scary. So we're in Linden with uh Gilgalad, Durin, Elrond, and some other some other folks. Um Kelly Brimbor is is there. They're at dinner talking about what they're doing <laughs> really what it, they, they were it's like what are you doing i don't know what are you doing you tell me what you're doing i'll tell you what i'm doing what
3: are you doing no you tell me what you're doing, huh? tell me what, you're yeah, doing. what are you what are you doing you my business
0: i'm on your business but tell me yeah. your business first and that's that was the gist of that conversation it's like neither of yeah. them wants to give up what the what the deal is and the thing that annoyed me about this storyline is you know you will 100% know from L. Ron's reaction what the truth is just like no i promise i wouldn't tell
1: oh my god mike i said that out (laughs) loud at one point where they're like you "You, did he find me through i swore on my life i can't tell you what they're up to i would just be like okay i take that as a yes (laughs) so we're gonna move on from that assumption
0: (laughs) yeah gal glad puts his finger on his nose like okay i got you (laughs) (laughs) I know. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> I know. I know what broke, you're talking about. You broke no promises. Let's here. have like
0: a really, a really big, excuse me, a really big Lucille like wink.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was mind blowing how that that played I out. Think,
0: I think that I, I also had
2: similar thoughts too, but I, it also made more sense once I was like, oh, uh, well, just because he knows that there's Mithril either way, like, it's not good enough. He needs Elrond to persuade them to give them the mithril because it doesn't seem like they're going to go to war with the doors over it so it's like first step is just getting elrond to trust him enough to can to be like to concede that yes there is mithril and i will help you um because just knowing that there's mithril isn't is isn't enough to execute on their plans
0: yeah uh how did you feel about the quick flashback so we did get confirmation of what the more um uh the balrogs look like in this in this series yeah, yeah. That's they look good. like they look like in the films yeah yeah it looked, looked fantastic um and we'll probably see that again when it takes out doran at some point maybe that's season two three who knows um but the origin of mithril was that uh, there was an elf fighting a Balrog in a tree that is rumored to have one of the lost Simurils, Uh, and then a lightning bolt struck it based on, like, the powers of good and evil being forced into this thing, uh, and it created the Mithril going down, created the veins of Mithril throughout the Misty Mountains. Um, that's one of the things that apparently is setting off all the, the Tolkienites. I don't care, but <laughs> there are people out there that that do um but as the breakdown kind of goes into this could also be bullshit within this world this may not be a true story of how mithril came into existence but in the real world some people don't like it
1: why don't well, people like it
3: they from what i heard so there are the three simarils but they in the books know where they are like they all yeah. Were, are in certain locations or were one I think was like thrown into the sea so to say one that was, one of them is in this tree is just one was weird
0: buried someone basically um golemed it into a fiery pit uh one was thrown into the sea as Carly said and the other one uh was uh Erendil, I think uh like the star mm-hmm. going. Hmm. Yeah, so
1: this is kind of, I kind of like that aspect of the whole time I'm watching and I'm like, we, they're, the elves are going on a hunch. They're like, maybe if we bathe ourselves in Mithril, they even say that they're like, my best, (laughs) my best guess is, is if we get the elves enough of this, we can cloak them in the light of the valor and we'll live. But it just seems so desperate. And I feel like I got the impression that they thought that maybe it still might not work, that this is just like a shot in the dark that they're taking. And I kind of like that, like that feels really desperate and really like, oh, I, I know that even if we carry this through to completion, it still might not work.
0: Yeah, I'm still not, I don't really understand the plan.
3: I don't understand the threat like, I don't understand really what the threat to the elves is, aside from this one tree going black goo, uh, like, like what?
0: I'm sorry, so uh, it, it's tied there in this world and even in the movies, I think, too, their life force is tied to the life of the of the realm of the earth. Uh, and as that decays and dies, their life force also diminishes
1: like they are not immortal anymore they're not powerful anymore i think they'll just kind of become human and die
2: they'll become shadows that will drift away on the winds of time or something like that elrond <laughs> yeah
1: elrond is really starting to come into his own he's getting a little extra in these
2: i'm loving this uh, this stuff with with elrond i think the elrond actor is given the best performance yeah i uh, like him here
4: i Uh, totally
1: they could not have found someone better who kind of just like smiles bemusedly at all of these antics going on without like he says so much and so little but
2: but, like he also his earnestness reigns reign uh feels true like when he is like i can't like i swore an oath to duran like Mm -hmm. really I thought great dialogue in that scene between him and King Gil Gilgamesh. What's his name? Uh, (laughs) Gilgalad. And uh, and I like I didn't like Gilgalad the guy originally, but now I like him because I think it's like he is. It's like good casting because you kind of hate him. Like he's got this like douchey air to him that Mm -hmm. I think for for Gilgalad. And I like I really like their exchange. I thought the dinner scene was really good even though it was it was like a uh just like nobody showing their cards kind of thing. I thought it was like a really fun and enjoyable scene. I was like sitting forward for this for this stuff and I was like there's really not much happening here. It's just a lot of interesting performances and half decent dialogue.
1: And you know, what was really cool about that too is Elrond like echoing Durin's point about time passing. Like he really like Yeah, gave it to the king back. Like, even though he made that mistake, he was like, "Oh, twenty years might not seem like a lot to us, King." Remember? And he's like, he's learning and he's growing, and I think that he's really putting an effort into like his friendship now, and I really like that.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah. It's kind of made the episode for me. I was like, oh, I like this
0: stuff. At the dinner, he also talks about he tells the story of the table, how it's so such a precious stone, and we it's reserved for dwarves by for funerals. And death and graduations or whatever the hell he, else he said. Um, Baptisms,
3: yeah, baptism,
0: <laughs> bar mitzvahs for those of the faith. His, uh, uh,
4: yeah.
0: <laughs> and he, uh, at the end, when he's talking to Elrond, as uh, Gilgalad is up there with his binoculars, <laughs> like looking, looking in, uh, <laughs> is talking about. He's like, oh, he's watching the elves carry carry off this thing and struggle with it like you're gonna carry that like a thousand miles these, these these four elves or whatever it was carrying this huge stone table um yeah. and he says like he's, he's laughing at them as he's watching and uh just like you're fucking with us aren't you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you made it up you made it up the whole thing yeah and he said that decent needs a new table yeah i thought <laughs> it was, it was th- fun stuff and i thought it was performed well and paced well, which is a problem for this show. Like, they step on their own jokes at times. They show their cards as far as what the comedy is going to be. Um, so I thought this one was executed pretty well. Uh,
1: and, and I of really course, loved Doran just, is on
0: board with helping them out.
1: Yeah, I loved that. I mean, he really just, like, took it to heart. You could kind of see him on his face, like, processing this information, and then it was like he was going to help. Was and, so and nice. I, he was sticking it, sticking it
4: a
0: little bit too. He's like, "So who
1: is the only one that can <laughs> do this?
4: You can
0: say the whole thing over again." Yeah, that was fun. All right, we'll move on to the Southlands, and we have—we uh, already talked about it a little bit, but we have the uh, people that find the in the breakdown. They call them the cultists. Um, so. We have these, which I think that they kind of are, too. They're probably people that are direct followers of, of Sauron and have been waiting is coming and it's been foretold, that you know, sort of shit. Um, and they they're, they also seem to be somewhat magical, too, because there was some, seemed like there was some voodoo going on uh, there a little bit. Uh, we have the moment where Adar is sunbathing, working on his tan, and uh, I guess... Because apparently it's sun's going to be going away, as he says, um, previously mentioned, that probably is going to be the eruption of Mount Doom. Uh, and guess guess what? Tunnel's complete. Probably ahead of his schedule, too. And under budget, I bet. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a dick move for him to be like, give me your arm.
4: <laughs> Let me burn this shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was funny. (laughs) Yeah, summon the legions. It is time. Not this episode.
3: Lord Lord father. It's coming. It is is time (laughs) later.
0: About an hour and 20 minutes from now. (laughs) Next Friday. (laughs) Last episode when we were like, we're
2: leaving Numenor. And now it's like, no, after the next episode, (laughs) we'll really leave Numenor. Okay. All right. (laughs)
1: Yeah, how many real quick like fake outs have we had of Galadriel leaving Numidor? It's been a couple. She like left, they brought her back. Nicole they got the boats ready.
2: Nicole came in. She's kind of checked out on the show now. She's only <laughs> half watching. She got uh she came in. She's like, she's still here. <laughs> <I don't know>.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, you have uh, Bronwyn giving a very, very inspirational speech, gets everybody on board immediately loses half of them
1: <laughs> I, I can't i own. am don't
4: not get i
1: am trying so hard with bronwyn as a character i'm trying so hard and i can't get on board with her i don't understand why she's like the self-appointed head of state i feel like no one cat really cat likes cat. her she's like yeah. a healer who i feel like was kind of outcast i don't know why i think that I, I don't get all, her vibe
2: like, Her like elf lover and yeah. stuff like every, how no are they now there.
1: following her and errand like wouldn't they just be like you two are like having an affair we don't want anything to do with this like i just don't get how there's any support for her at I all I think
2: like we were supposed to maybe believe like if i'm following the show's logic maybe her convincing the town to to leave after like bringing back the orc's head to like leave to go to the fort is like her beginning to be a leader, but it did not feel like that at all to me. And when she started giving that speech at the top of the fort, I was like, wait, what's going on? She's yeah. a leader now? Like Same. I didn't read it all.
1: How was there not like some kind of like town elective representative to talk to the elves before now?
0: And no structure, come on.
1: It also no, annoys yeah. me
3: when someone who hasn't shown um strong oratory skills otherwise suddenly knows how to like give a, an okay speech it i'm was, like hey, okay is
4: what class is she
0: took yeah that to. was
3: <laughs> that was a very
1: mediocre speech that it did was, not rouse but i'm saying but
3: in relevance to her character like we haven't seen anything like that i think for someone who we don't expect that from it's like oh it's it was commanding it was confident you know like but we had, I don't know, we hadn't seen that before. It just had
0: no, no staying power because, like, she got everybody on board. But then Waldraig came in and was like, fuck her, come with me.
1: And they're like, you know what? Yeah. I was like, you know what? Yeah. I was, like, you know sure all in on that, too. I was like, yeah, don't die. Don't, don't die right now. Like,
2: <laughs> go with Waldraig. <laughs> go, 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 uh, go surrender to Sauron. Go surrender.
1: You're not yeah. gonna win. Yeah. If if you are, Sarah. If not, it, yeah. I'm cool with you too.
0: <laughs> Which I thought was great. I thought that was a really fun, fun moment. Because uh, they also play it like he still could be, like he still could be. Because uh, again, I'm gonna refer to the the breakdown that I watched. One of the breakdowns I watched again, and they talk about how in the books that Sauron doesn't use his name, doesn't really allow it to be said or written. So to have this person be like, yeah, we're going to follow Sauron. You know, what the f- What? You, you Why what did you call me? What'd you, what you did call you me call by me by my name?
4: <laughs> call
0: me by my name? Yeah.
1: Uh, call me so. Daddy. <laughs>
0: call me Orc Daddy.
1: Uh,
2: this. Uh, yeah, right, That that's the Call Me, that's the uh, Carly Ray Jepsen cover. So call me daddy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Call me dad. If we don't get a Carly Rae Jepsen fan album out of the show, it's all for naught.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I also love that Waldrag drags half of the town with him immediately. And then he's like, oh yeah, Theo, come on. Our...
1: He's, like, <laughs> he's like literally being pulled by the crowd. He's like, oh, Theo, come come!" <laughs> I'm, I'm already. I'm, I'm out the door, Theo. Yeah. You can you see me? <laughs> <laughs> Theo like not moving.
2: Like, shouldn't There's that no have reaction. been a critical part of his Waldrig's plan? Was is to get Theo, who has that has the magical blade. sword, to come with them? But like, oh, the crowd's taking me away. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: stop! We have to go back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so silly. It was really funny.
0: Yeah, so they all go and surrender to Adar. We have that moment where he's like, yeah, I will follow. Finally, the Lord has come, Sauron. And he gets his ass kicked. Um, he's like, "Or oh, whoever, you know, you are not Sauron. Maybe Sauron. I'll who will follow you. you. Who would you say you are? <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: yeah, Let's say for argument's sake, you're not Sauron. You're not the Dark Lord. What would we call you? <laughs> and I'll follow that person. <laughs> yeah.
1: Literally, at this point, anyone except for the elf and the elf lover, I'm on yeah. board with.
2: Yeah, anybody yeah. except that Bronwyn.
1: <laughs> uh, born, we have some Borinwin and Borendir.
0: Bore, bor, bor. So we have some archery practice. We have a little bit of bonding between Aaron Deer and Theo. I, I enjoyed that. I, I like that that scene with them. Uh, I thought we saw a little bit more emotion out of Aaron Deer this episode. I thought that was cool. And we got some honesty out of Theo. Shows him the Morgul blade. And this blade is apparently depicted on the wall, which makes makes sense.
2: It's, this is why you show the elf the blade sooner, Theo, you fucking idiot. These kids, these <laughs> kids, that don't know what they're doing. Tell an adult, yeah. they'll figure it out immediately, and we can get on with it.
0: And, and I also love that it was... He's like, I've seen this before. And he says it with like the, the feeling he's going to go to a library and look through books. And he's like, nope, this huge monument yeah. behind me.
1: Right. Four, four and a half feet away, I'm going to reach out and brush some <laughs> ivy off the wall. Where's our fucking gardener? He hasn't been here in about a decade. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and it's being the sword on the wall is depicted as being thrust into uh, someone. Yeah. Uh, So that's not
1: good. I don't get why this um, was so dramatic, though. Like, clearly that hilt was not good news to begin with.
0: uh,
2: I I thought that maybe the significance of the statue whatever, uh, of the sculpture was like that the sword that that's the sword that um i don't know brought like men to their knees and like made men serve sauron yeah. and so that was like oh this is the device that the enemy needs to recruit men to its cause or something like that but i i don't know i'm i'm kind of with you stacy i'm a little confused as to why it was treated with such drama but that's my best guess
0: yeah and that was the that reason it could be the location uh that this location itself is important and they're all there the sword is there theo has it this the picture on the wall this ask Ask-Aleth, i can't remember the name of the town it's something like that um so the location itself they're they're in like round zero for all of this oh, big shit. Right.
2: i think this is this um, is where the battle happened and like this or this is where i think this location
0: it. itself may be very important and the depiction the, the on the wall is just like a a model a prophecy of what is is to come. Oh. And this was the reason
1: happened. Bronwyn like lost her mind and started yelling and trying to bend the knee
2: Oh, uh, to Sauron.
1: Like like isn't this the reason she kind of lost her cool and was like we're all going <laughs> to die here and it was like you just gave a speech 8 minutes ago.
4: Uh, we,
0: yes, that and uh the discussion with arendir uh where he's talking about because he finds it depicted on the wall and he says it is a key to enslave the key that enslaved your ancestors uh our enemy knows your son has it and he's coming yeah. um, and she says how how long and he's like i don't know days hours. hours could be minutes they might be here
1: <laughs> i think that's them We should go. <laughs> and she's yeah. yelling like aragorn to legolas like he's like They cannot win this fight. Mm -hmm. And everyone just turns and is watching.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, There's one, if you go back and watch, it is pretty funny. Um, When Aaron Deere says, uh, there is a way. There must be. (laughs) Because he he says it as if uh, there's another way. Uh, As if he knows what the plan, he has a plan. There is a way. There must be, right? (laughs) It's it's funny. (laughs) There is Uh, a way. (laughs) there's a way <laughs> i'm ron burgundy <laughs> uh, yeah, and, she, and she's like yeah we give up we're done finished adios and then they have that eureka moment right it's like when they march upon us this tower will fall this tower will, will
3: fall, fall. <laughs> yeah.
0: so they i guess the tower's say. coming down and that's gonna do something
2: I guess kill a lot of them. Kill a lot of the orcs, I guess.
0: (laughs) I guess. They don't know how many there are though.
2: Block a pass. It looked like it was maybe could maybe block a pass, a mountain pass.
0: Yeah, they can't get around. Yeah, they gotta go around. I guess they would just dig bridge twenty miles.
1: Could just like start climbing the rocks that have fallen. They're like, oh shoot.
2: (laughs) This is actually pretty nice. It's a good workout.
1: (laughs) These are downstairs.
0: Yeah, I'm curious what how that tower is going to come in. I, it, it's got to come down. Maybe it just Ellie, breaks. How the are tunnel. you feeling
2: about Aaron Deer? E?
4: Yeah.
3: I actually, please. I'm I'm fine so with Aaron Deer. I, yeah, I, I don't know if it's because he's like. <laughs> the action star of this series. So I'm like, okay, I'm on, I'm like with you just to like see what you do. But I actually think that his performance is fine. Like I don't I guess I don't find him that boring or intolerable. I'm I don't care too much for Bronwyn. I'm definitely like, I feel like her character development is just a lacking. Um, I guess you could say that about a lot of characters, but I'm kind of there for Arondir. I I think he's um he's slowly, glacially coming out of his shell, his elf shell.
1: Good for
0: you, Arondir. Uh, one thing we forgot to mention is during the moments with uh, Waldreg, pledging his allegiance to whoever steps in front of him, is the fact that Adar grabs. Theo's friend, who deserted him at the drop of a, a hat, and I, I guess we assume that he killed him. He's like, you can't just say, yeah, any, anybody can just say they pledge their loyalty, but you got to fucking pledge your loyalty here. And he's like, here, take this sword, kill this kid.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is wild dead. for a couple reasons. Does everyone need to find someone to kill? If so,
0: they keeps keep cut stabbing him with Jon Snow and the. Uh,
1: Nice yeah, watch. and in, <laughs> in many later years, we just see the guy from the hill just cut his own hand. That feels good for me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's all yeah. I need. This hey, is, so
1: it's, it's, it's blood. It's blood. It's a pinky promise. I mean, that I would have accepted that, but maybe because Waldregg of... was like so hot
3: to join, he's like, This guy is coming in like so hot. Let's so make him strong. do something. Yeah. Really violent. Talk.
2: <laughs> I I liked the setup of it though. Like I liked the, the darkness that it brought and the kind of like authentic, like scary, sad stakes. Like true, like evil shit was was potentially getting brought out. But the fact that they cut away, I definitely do think he's. You just want to see dead a killed. But I also this show hasn't earned my trust enough where I'm like, he, he could he could be alive and they're just. I gonna- I
3: feel like it made shot. there was like a killy sound. There was like kind of like a squash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, squash. right when it cut.
2: Right, well, but maybe he killed the Orton and maybe he took a
3: stabbed a pumpkin.
4: Or- tomato. Tomato. <laughs> like-
1: no, Waldreg <laughs> was tomato. so Waldreg was so thirsty for Adar whoever Adar was he there's no way he's not killing that kid yeah he's he
3: wanted to kill for daddy he's <coughs> dead dead I,
2: I i you don't maybe have to show the kid the the kid being killed that or like you could maybe do it in some ways that it's like not like oh jesus but like it really breaks your heart but i also would have been really curious to see the reaction of the crowd of the people that followed waldrick like i want to know maybe we'll learn but i in that moment I'm like, is this crossing a line for anybody in this crowd? It sounded or like everybody it. just as crazy
0: as fucking Waldry I think is, there were so. some gasps and, and, and sounds of disapproval.
1: <gasps> did, did that yeah. kid, like, not have a family? Like, that's so sad. Yeah, no. I don't
2: know. He's just know. his friend.
4: I his guess, friend. I
3: assume he's killed because if he wasn't, it would be... So weird to then cut back to that situation, and he's just like alive, getting a pail of water from a well. Like, I just don't know cinematically how you do that in a way that doesn't like. I don't know. That's like yeah, like Walter. Like
1: Walter comes up next to him, and he's like, "Things got a little carried away back there." We're sorry for for not stabbing
3: me in the
0: heart. Yeah,
1: (laughs) sorry for
0: both stab things we regret
3: but uh, it could happen i don't i also kind of don't trust dead. the moves of this show so but i will see dead
0: uh, i was going <laughs> to say earlier uh when Stacy was talking about the hill hill guy the hill people <clears throat> that we did get mentioned from um nori earlier when she was talking about the perils well there's hill trolls there's k trolls there's this troll there's that troll Yeah, Uh,
1: there's a lot of trolls, guys. Cave trolls, hill trolls, snow trolls, probably desert trolls, water trolls. Guy trolls. I would love to see a water troll. I would love an aquatic troll. Maybe one that's developed fins. Like a
2: giant creature from the Black Lagoon. A manatee.
1: We're talking about manatees. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So they just have yeah. one. Thing. They're just like trying to like stand up and like <laughs> one mermaid
0: tail. Oh, <laughs> all right. Winners and losers. And then we're out of here. Let's start with the losers. Stacey.
1: Uh, Bronwyn. She had a captive audience. She got 50% and then she immediately recanted and tried to join yeah, what a the big de- turn. defectors. She just had, had nothing going for her in this episode.
0: Yeah, loses loses them immediately. It's like, hey guys, wait up!
1: But, I'm not We're done. Are we stabbing <laughs> that guy? I'll stab that guy. <laughs>
0: yeah, use he, my knife, uh, Kelly.
3: I was loser. also gonna say Bronwyn, but um, to throw out someone different, I think Elrond is my loser for this episode. Um, I feel like he's caught in a very uh difficult situation between the elves and the dwarves. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on him. So, feeling for him in this episode.
4: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Matt? Uh,
2: <clears throat> the other character who is totally goddamn useless. And-
3: Kevin! Get out of here! <laughs>
2: Kevin! <laughs> Come on down! Get the <laughs> fuck out! We're tired of
4: you! <laughs> okay, uh, yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the kid who got stabbed and is most likely <laughs> <coughs> dead uh, as my loser because you know he was so scared of the orcs that he left his friend and now he's going to all the orcs and he got killed.
1: Yeah, Arma. plus we can't even remember his name.
0: <laughs> yeah, the kid that got stabbed. IMDb probably listed. Rowan as
1: such. was it Rowan? Something with an R. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, sounds like. Rowan- and our winners kelly um
3: hmm. my winner for this episode is isildur who they call isil um he got a spot Is is he um he got a spot on the ship which is what he what he wanted he did save Kemen's life although <laughs> debatable choice if uh, you ask me <laughs> um, choice. debatable choice babe uh yeah i just think it was uh his dad was talking about how he kind of you know needed more character he kind of lacked character and i think this was a very character building episode for him
2: yeah matt um <clears throat> uh Kelly's loser is my winner because Elrond has like really got me engaged in the show and like I'm really <laughs> invested in Elrond more than anybody else right now um so big thanks to Elrond and I guess more so it's the actor playing Elrond was <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah uh
4: Stacy
1: um i guess i'll say Sealer's friend who made lieutenant.
4: Oh
0: uh Valvoline. Val- Val- No, not Valvoline.
1: Val- Vaseline, uh, Valender or something.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Viagra? Uh, Venezuela. Yeah. Because mm. he was really, he shouldn't have been dismissed. Valendale. He really Yeah, he wanted to take control of a boat. He sword fought. He got lieutenant. Proud of him. Yeah. Why not? Yeah.
0: Yep. All good. Sure. All good? I'm going with uh Gladriel on this one um she got her army she peer pressured army yeah her army. quote her army of uh union <laughs> workers uh, and she got uh Halbrand she peer pressured Halbrand into going after his legacy and uh she's got Ellen Deal commanding things and the queen queen's on board literally the queen is coming with her to on this uh, on this expedition um and it is the first uh, elf elven human expedition in probably a thousand years or more
1: so wow. she got cool new armor
0: she's got cool new armor yeah
1: tailored. looking look, yeah <clears throat> looking sharp i would have loved to see the scenes where they're like taking her measurements <laughs> And they're like making Galadriel <laughs> sit do, still, do, like do, measuring do, her do, arm, like like <laughs> her just looking so mad. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: so mad. I do
3: think this this series lacks montages.
1: Yeah. like Yeah.
0: Could use a more. That's why the whole
1: Harfoot montage yeah. was yeah. nice. Yeah. It was yeah. much needed. We yeah. really we need more. Covers a lot. I can't of wait. I hope the next episode is just Gandalf. Trying different powers in a montage. Oh,
0: I love it. Yeah. And a little training montage. Yeah.
3: Montages.
2: Right. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. Wrap it up. Go, go. <laughs>
3: you, know <laughs> it matter. you know what? It doesn't matter. These bits are fine. not worth I just it. I
2: will ask if the music was good or if it was just loud this episode, and it's fine We can.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. all- <laughs> I enjoyed it. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of The Beacons Are Lits, covering the Power Season 1, Episode 5, Partings. I've been Mike Marbeck. Thank you, Matt Garrett, Kelly Conrad, Stacey Lines, our
4: fellowship, and thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.